Welcome to Show Missouri. This is Missouri One County Time. This week, we are in Knox County, uh, right here at the, at the county courthouse. It's uh, the county courthouse has a historic story about this particular place, but this courthouse hadn't been around just a, uh, just too long. It's the fort uh, was formed on February 14, 1845. The 83rd County sits on 507 square miles in northeastern Missouri. And we are joined by four folks who are going to tell us all about it. Anita James, the uh, assessor. Thank you for joining us. Uh, then we have a local historian, which is always like Brent Carhoff, the assessor. I'm sorry, the assessor and uh, historian, correct? Collector. Collector and historian, that's right. Uh, Ronnie Legby, the Eastern District Commissioner. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for coming. And Evan Glasgow, the presiding commissioner. I appreciate the hospitality. Yeah, I'm glad to have you. And the best mustache we've had on the show, <laughs> bar none, not even close. You'll have to look on the internet and see the, the photos we're going to publish. <laughs> Uh, county was named after Henry Knox, and uh, the town, I, I can pronounce it, but, but Commissioner, tell me how you'd pronounce it to somebody from Springfield. The, the town right here. Edina. 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 I've heard Edna, Edina, and I've, I, I knew it was Edina, but I didn't trust myself enough yeah. to say it first. <laughs> Beautiful downtown Edina. So the first county court uh, put together, Edward Milligan, uh, Melker Baker, and Virgil Platt. Uh, and I thought this was an interesting thing back in the day. Uh, they came up, and the first thing they worked on wasn't really a courthouse. It was a road. And that might be a kind of a recurring story. Uh, but, Brent, tell us who some of the Indians were, the Native Americans, who were here before the white folks came. Uh, I think it was the Sac uh, uh, Indian. And then I think there was some, uh, some tribes out of the Iowa area that were uh, through here. And, of course, then you have over here at Clark County, you have... Uh, a really early Indian settlement there mm -hmm. along the river and stuff that I think you're probably aware of that. You know. they, they, they would just travel through here uh, in later years. They didn't really. So the first settler that, that I read about was James Fresh, is that correct? Yeah, down around the Newark area. And what was his uh, story? Uh, he's a settler, I th think maybe he was out of Kentucky. He came up here and settled in the, the southeastern part of the county. And it, when I was reading, it said he, he had traced through Kentucky and Maryland. He came here in the early 1830s and built a mill, yeah. uh, which I thought was kind of interesting. I guess, you know, you think take it for granted today, but you didn't back in the day. Um, and then the, the, I read about the Baker brothers that actually come and started Adina, right? And were two of the first folks around here. Or how's, the, how's the local folks talk about how Adina was found? Edina was founded. Edina was founded. Well, when they first set up the county, it was uh, Newark was is the oldest uh, city or settlement in the county. But Edina, when they formed this county, it was to determine that the county seat would be more or less in the center. Mm -hmm. And the gentleman that uh, <clears throat> laid out the area and surveyed it was uh, Stephen Carnegie, and he was a Scotsman, and uh, I think he's attributed with naming Edina, it's, after, it's the poetic form of the version of Edinburgh, Scotland. So oh, wow. that's where Edina comes from. From the Robert Burns poem, it is, is, makes reference to Edina. Oh, my God. I did not know that. That's interesting. Yeah. Of course, that would explain the pronunciation a little bit different. Yeah. I like that. Uh, well, that's cool. So it was uh, cut. the interesting story I found was it was cut out of Scotland County, but it stayed for two years where they paid their bill. Everybody paid their bills to Scotland County. 
and they just divvied it up half and half. You would not see that arrangement, I don't think, today. <laughs> right. Um, they, the county seat at that time was what they located at Sand Hill, and that was the county seat for both counties. And then when they split off uh, Knox County, then they moved to Scotland County. So this was the first county seat in Knox County, but not really Knox County's first county seat, right? Right. That's interesting that you would just, that, you talk about things that you really wouldn't see today, that'd be it. And then I thought it was interesting. It, they talked about how at the first, uh, the records I read were at the first county commission hearing. They talked about not really setting up the commission to find the county seat. They were worried about a road to get here. And that's, uh, I'm from the boot, I'm down right around the boot hill. It's interesting how that, those highways and stuff were so important. And in some ways, more important than anything else is finding a way to get here. Right. Canton was uh, at the river. Yep. There was a lot that had to be roads to Canton. People, you know, would use that to get to, uh, to the river. And then Macon over around Macon, there was a road at that time, the Bloomfield Road, to, uh, to travel that distance, that, a couple of the main arteries at the time. Look, I got to go to new commissioner training for a day one time. And I, everything I learned made common sense. But I never thought about it. They talked about, well, you wonder why a road's built the way that, well, probably because it followed a holler and it was a little higher. And, that, and you know, interesting, you, it makes you look at, you're driving down with them lettered highways or something, and you're like, who in the world would do this? But now you kind of get to thinking about it from more of an engineering period. Well, I understand now. Mm. You might not have built it today like that, but, but back in the day, that would have been the high spot. Ridge or yeah. whatever. And... Well, and then we have some that even suspicion that it, the, the buffalo trails. Would, oh, well. They would follow, uh, that would be the beginning maybe of a road or something, you know, with the buffalo herds do. Well, that makes sense. It'd be the path out. Yeah. Question I always like to ask folks, uh, Commissioner Glasgow, uh, how did your family come to live here in Knox County? Um, I don't know, honestly. <laughs> uh, I was born and raised here. but uh, Grandparents well, back here? Grandparents. They what they do here? Uh, let's see, I had a... Two grandpas actually that were uh, worked in the postal system. Uh, one was postmaster and one was a rural carrier. Hmm. Um, and my grandmothers, uh, they worked here and there and some, you know, mostly at home. And, uh, I'm gonna assume Scottish. Mm -hmm. The last name, yeah. the beard, the color of the beard. <laughs> I, I'm gonna step out on a limb and go Scottish. Yeah, so that's pretty, pretty good, uh, pretty good guess. Commissioner Legby, how did your family come live here? Uh, my father's or my father's side of the family uh, is from around here, uh, Novelty area. That's kind of where they settled in when they came. And uh, <coughs> uh, mother's uh, from the Plate area, and uh, they left for a little while and then came back. And uh, I was raised uh, here in Edina. Right here in right right here near town. Yeah, any Dinah. Yeah. Commissioner Glasgow, where were you raised at? Any Dinah. Really? Uh, Ma'am, Miss James, where were you raised at? I actually grew up in the southeastern or western side of the county in Novelty. Okay. Now, my family originated in the colony area on the northeast. If you was here at the water tower in Dinah, how would you get there? Good. Let's go down Highway 15. Take it right there. Sir, uh, uh, Mr. Kaslov, how did you uh, come to live here? How did your family come to live here um, in Knox County? Mainly uh, recent uh, German immigrants in the 1870s, mm -hmm. but and prior to that, my roots go back to about 1837, 38. You know, with one of the 
home, original homesteaders and stuff. Wow, that's awesome. So how did you, I assume you being a person in history, that's probably not an Ancestry.com thing. You probably had to research that out. Is that just family, telling family? Or? Oh, no, it, research, you yeah. know, and all as far as the books and the records, you know, here in the courthouse and what have you. Well, speaking of the courthouse, uh, this is a real interesting story about this building and the relationship with the county. Uh, as Now, stop me where I'm wrong here, but they waited till about 1845 to really look into building a courthouse. And odd enough, it was the collector of revenue that did some investigating. Well, he was kind of researching a plan, but in the meantime, he went to jail. All right? That's correct. And so they, they, that, they went a little further and, and finally figured we're going to have to have our own courthouse. It's not going to work. Or maybe just they didn't like Sharon or whatever it was. But I, I read where they had, um, they, they would pick them back in the day. They wouldn't let the local folks pick where the county seat was. They'd go to other counties. So John Rutherford, Walter Crockett, and William, I think it's Webster, they went and from all kind of adjoining counties. And they set out to pick a, a county seat in, in your county. And uh, they sat down and they, and they picked here in Edina. And it was laid out and they, they had some land that was able to be sold to raise money to, to, to have this county square. And I thought it was kind of cool. I seen where when they gave the land right here, I guess back in the 1840s, it was, it was given for a public square for all of the future eternity or some great quote. It was like, forever this will be public. You had to, give, it had to have a public use for it. Maybe not even the courthouse, but it had to be a public square. And it is bigger than most courthouse squares I've been to. Yeah, the, the, this is a, considered a, a double square, and it's on the National mm. Register oh. as a historic district, but it's considered, you know, a double square. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because, I mean, I guess that, you know, if you were given property for the courthouse, that was going to make everything else around it a lot more valuable. So you probably give as little as you, you know, you don't give a lot of extra. But this was really for a, just a square, and I don't know that the, the gentleman owned other property. Oh, well, actually... This, where the courthouse sits, is part of the county edition. And then that across here, the road here, is considered original Edina. But this is considered the county edition to the, nice. the city. Interesting. So they finally come to an agreement on where they were going to build it and uh, what was going to happen. And they uh, let out a bid for $1,600 for a 30 by 40 courthouse. Um, and then on Christmas Eve in 1885, it burnt. Right. Now, we're skipping the Civil War. Usually, the Civil War took these things out and might have here, too. But th this one made it through the Civil War, but it didn't, it didn't survive Christmas in 1885. Now, this is a cool story. It had been abandoned prior to uh, anyway. And dilapidated. Right. And, they, and the thing I thought was interesting about it was the folks that burned it, they didn't really find. And it said they didn't really look that hard. <laughs> they kind of maybe thought they, were, they, they kind of were, were okay not to, not to give those boys a hard time. One thing I found was interesting was the gold rush in 1849. There was a large group of people that left out of here to go to California. Now, I didn't see that in a ton of places in Missouri. Specifically, they said a lot of folks left here. I wonder why that was. I suppose, you know, to find a better future and to hit it rich, you know. So a lot of them came back as well. I don't think, you know, I think they yeah. found it. It, was, it wasn't all that was cracked up, you know, was going to be. And a lot of them came back. So as time went by, the, after the courthouse burned in 1885, they just didn't have a courthouse no. for a long time, right? No. Most of the county offices were located on the south side of the square in the upper top floors of the... Did they just rent places yes. from... Right. And the county eventually built 
a building behind uh, one of the uh, structures on the south side of the square that housed the jail, and on the upper story was the county vault. Okay. So, so this just sat empty? Yeah. This plot this, of land right here? This, this square, yeah, sat empty. There was a... I had a well out here, and there might have been a... Uh, it was a public well, right? right. They dug a public well. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, and there's references through the 1870s and 80s and how derelict the square was and how overgrown it was and how cattle and hogs would come in through it and, and what have you, but yeah. So uh, I read that for, so I guess, gosh, what, 45 years or so, there was no courthouse, and then there was a slick commissioner move. I've watched circuit judges at times. They'll declare, they'll order their courtroom is dilapidated or dangerous. And then the commissioners have no choice but to spend some money and, and pay for it. That is an old school judge trick that's been used in many, many courthouses throughout Missouri. This was an interesting uh, move. The commissioners started talking to the WPA during the Depression. And they, before they really told anybody, they had kind of gotten word that and you have to explain the math on this, because this, I read this three or four times, and I'm, I'm not the greatest at figures unless I take my boots off, but I, I, I didn't, they, they got an $80,000 grant from WPA to build a courthouse. And the Butler County Courthouse, there's a handful of courthouses around the state that are like this. They're all blocked and kind of square. This is one of the nicer ones aesthetically, actually, the WPA did. So then, they, then I guess it was contingent upon passing a bond issue. And so they got the $80,000 grant, and then they put the bond issue on in August, and it passed, but the total for the courthouse was $80,000. So it looked to me like the commissioners here pencil-whipped the federal government. <laughs> and the bond issue, I, I don't ever know what, what they didn't really note, maybe for a reason, they didn't really note what came up. I'm sure you had to furnish the place or something, but uh, the bid came in right at $80,000. So it looked to me like, you know, Knox County kind of, come out with a with a courthouse. <laughs> I wonder if that bond issue was for nothing, you know? Now it's not too loud to be wanting to pay it back. <laughs> uh, so April 6, 1835, the, uh, the, new, the new courthouse opened. And then I found uh, the Civil War was interesting here. Um, everybody has, a you know, today anything that's, um, any possible reason somebody had to be offended, they do. Uh, but the Missouri had a real unique relationship with um, with uh, the Civil War. There's a lot of folks who want to be left alone. I think that was kind of the overriding thought. But Knox County had what what seemed to be generally a passive union group. I guess it, it, I've always found this really interesting. A lot of folks from Germany and Scotland came right here. There was not a stop. You look at Irish immigrants and stuff, they would come through, Kentucky, they would go through the Cumberland Gap, and there'd be, there'd be the fourth generation of Americans would make it to Missouri, mm -hmm. third maybe. There'd, all, there'd be one that just got there, then they would move to the Cumberland Gap, and then, that, then they'd end up here through one of the rivers. Uh, a lot of the Germans just came straight here. It was first okay. generation right across, right. and Germans were not, you know, their culture didn't have slavery, the crops they raised were not, it's, I don't know that they were necessarily better folks, they just, yeah. the crops they raised did not require slaves, where the crops other people did, did require, you know, could be used by slavery. Scottish folks were, I mean, I've, I don't think there's a lot of uh, flat roll crops in Scotland. And I, they, they, they mentioned that was one of the reasons why this was a generally uh, pro-union county, but had a large, con, you know, contingent. And, I, and it makes me ask the question. I drove up 
I came over up 61 from Hannibal and cut across six. I saw a lot of cattle. Is there maybe in the other part of the county a lot of roll crops? Or? Uh, Very diverse. Yeah. Yeah. Where would your flatland be that you'd have roll crops? We have some down, of course, we have salt river bottoms. Yeah. We have um, up here, the Morning River Bottom comes across the northern end of it. Uh, Highway 6, you come across some of that. It's, it's flat out there. But you get to the northwestern side, rolling hills. You get down to the south eastern side, it's rolling hills. So mm -hmm. it's, it's a very diverse county. Well, you found like Little Dixie uh, in the central part. It's very flat. And when flat land came, it came roll crops and it came people had slaves and they were pretty sore about the change. But for the most play part, it wasn't, it wasn't quite like that. So the Civil War history, I thought there was a bunch of it. Not, maybe none of it huge, but there was a lot. You're going to have to walk me through because I read two accounts of it, and I don't know if they conflicted or I wasn't smart enough to follow it, but one of the two. So early on, there was a, a pretty, divided, pretty mm -hmm. divided sentiment, and people were willing to fight. They both, it, you know, put the people here were picked aside and were willing to pick up arms and go. But where it says, I read where folks fought all over the, the country from Knox County. Uh, it looked to me like when they were here, I seen Crockett Davis would organize the state home guard, which right. is code word for the sympathizers to the Confederacy. Correct. And then uh, E.W. Wilson e. organized Elias, a union guard. Yeah. Elias Pickers Wilson, yeah. And so he was, I think he was a, uh, a lawyer here and I think eventually a judge at one time. Well, he was on the right side for that, right? Yeah. Uh, as time went by, they, uh, July 30th, 1861. So I guess the one thing I read for sure, and I saw a drawing of it, real primitive drawing, that the court, whatever the courthouse was at the time, had a American flag at the top, obviously. Well, they lowered that flag and put up the, the Confederate flag, which wasn't the flag you see today that, that causes the consternation, but it was a different flag, but it was the Confederate flag, right? right? So did they just, it looked to me like, from what I read, the Confederates had such a large army, the Union just evacuated the well, town, Well, right? you had Martin Green yeah. out of Lewis County that kind of scared the uh, Union Guard, and they all, they fled when he occupied the town for a few days. So it was more an occupation than an invasion, yeah, right? Right, right. So as time goes by, they go up and fight the Battle of Athens, right? Right. And when they're gone, then an invasion force begins to come over from Kirksville. Is that what it is? Or they go try to invade Kirksville, Kirksville. and lose. Yeah, lose. Then they got them on the run, and they come, right. and I Joe guess. Joe Porter. Yeah. yeah. And his group, yeah, he was out of Lewis County and all. He was kind of the Confederate organizer and rabble-rouser through this area for a time. And lost at Kirksville. Lost at Kirksville, right. Then what happened to Edina? Uh, Edina was pretty well quiet, you know, after that as far as the Civil War, you know. And then, of course, we had the Battle of uh, Newark mm -hmm. uh, early on, and uh, but that was pretty well. We had some vigilante stuff. We had was some that a full wackers. battle or a skirmish? What would you call that? I don't know. I, <laughs> there I guess was, it depends I, on if he's there that there, day. Yeah, probably, you know, battle, of course, yeah. they occupied Newark as well. You yeah. know, and burned out some of it and all. Now, I, I, it looked to me like Edina was, was spared. Right. There's any looting or burning. Right. There and, was none of that. 
Be because the union left. Now, where I saw in Newark, they got in the old VFW hall or something, right? They, they went into a couple a church in another building, and they tried to hold out. Yeah. yeah. And ended up, didn't, didn't quite work out. Yeah, nope. I read where uh, Bill Ewing, a bushwhacker, mm -hmm. uh, was ambushing some folks. And then there were some folks that, that he killed a couple <laughs> Union soldiers. And when they were burying him at All Reds Hill, they did an ambush, right? Yeah. Down here, yeah. So that was where they were trying to bury a couple soldiers. They even ambushed the funeral. That's, that's not Christian, right? I mean, if you're, I mean, one thing to be a bushwhacker, another thing to, to I mean, ambushing a funeral is a little cold-hearted. Um, but I did read where at the end they didn't, uh, it really the, the, main, the main fight was when they just took the town. Mm -hmm. And then after Kirksville, it got pretty quiet around here. Yeah. And it was mostly just bushwhacker activity. Yeah. What would you say at the end of the day, was this a Union town or a county or a Confederate county? I would say overall it was a Union county. You know, we had, there was a lot of Southern settlers in the Southern part of the county. Yeah. But I, overall, I would say that we were pretty well Union. It's an interesting thing. I mean, you really can look around and tell what the, like Perry County, in all, you know, you had French people in Cape, French people in St. Genevieve that were very, a lot of Confederate sympathizers. Perry County was Germans and they just weren't, it was quiet. Well, and, and of course, Edina <clears throat> and the northern part of this county had a lot of Irish immigrants that came here in the 1840s and the 50s, you know, after the potato famine. So, and they all tended to be Union. Yeah. And I would say, you know, the influence of that and uh, kind of the county kind of stayed. Yeah. It's an interesting thing how you can trace a lot of that back to, I don't know that the different nationalities were better or worse. It's just the way their culture was and how it interacted with slavery. To the extent slavery was the point of the war, that's how they thought it was. Well, I'm not going to fight for something I don't care about. It doesn't impact me. Interesting about COVID. I mean, that's a big thing. If you're listening to this a while from now, COVID was an illness that kind of ruined 2020 for a lot of people. Um, I found if it impacts you, then you don't need much twisting arm to do whatever they say to do. If you don't think it impacts you, you just kind of go along with your life. And I, I, mean, I think I've seen, to me, I've seen that pattern play out in all over Missouri. I was over at Lucky's, and that pattern was playing out there. I, didn't, I don't think those folks have it on their mind a whole lot. But if you go down to Clayton, where I was a couple days ago, it is on their mind a great deal. Um, Commissioner, you, um, I'll ask you a political question if you don't mind. Okay. Coming up in the legislature, everybody I talked to interviewed the governor yesterday. I assume there's going to be pitchforks coming out for those health departments. And they're going to take, and, and you know, it always, there, we have a health board in Butler County where I'm from. Mm -hmm. I could tell you one person that's on it be, just because he mentioned it one time. He might not even still be on it, I don't know. But they do elect him, but you don't have to put on the ballot, I guess, if it's uncontested. Now, I know Vince Lampy. Everybody, I mean, he's a presiding commissioner. He, it's one of the top three or four people that you'd recognize in town. He's in paper all the time. Um, I think they're going to try to either make it where you can't shut down a county, or they're going to put that, they're going to pass the ball to you on that. How should that be done? Uh, I'm, I'm a fan in favor of local control myself yeah. uh, on about anything. Uh, and that's one thing throughout this whole <laughs> pandemic and that I've, I've really noticed is there's not a, a one-size-fits-all approach for it uh, all over Missouri. It's, you know, every county has their own different issues that they're dealing with. Some are hit harder than others, and, 
you know, up here we we kind of we do things different than what they're going to do even in Adair County. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, based on population, uh, you know, we're a big farming community. Got college folks over there. Yeah. I mean, I, I worked, you know, all last week and didn't hardly see anybody, you know, wasn't a tractor yeah. all week. But uh, so it, it just kind of, I, I like local control. I think that's that's why you have, a, a you know, your local leadership to, to make decisions like that. You think it ought to be at the health department, though, or it ought to be at that commission bench where we are right now? I think commission ought to work with the health department. Yeah. Um, I just think folks as, know you. But as far as completely shutting down, you know, I, I, I like to like to think that ought to be a commission call. I always thought people would be, I think if you did a mask order now, there'd be a lot of folks, maybe a lot of folks over at Lucky today that just wouldn't do it mm-hmm. and just would tell you, and no. In Knox County, that's going to be an issue yeah. for sure. I mean. But I think it'd be a little different if uh, you signed off on it. They know you. They won't give you a year full. They can get a hold of you. Mm-hmm. You know, you, they know where you are. How many? You'll meet once a week, twice a week? Twice a week. They kind of know where you are if they no, want to come and tell you. Find. I bet you this table here gets a little <laughs> used for that. That's interesting. Uh, the folks of you, if you're listening to this a while from now, you ain't gonna, this is going to be no sense to you. So we're going to go ahead and take a break, and we'll thank our sponsors, Missouri Association of Electric Co-ops, Missouri Farm Bureau, and Missouri Association of Cats. Let us come talk about places like Knox County and the history of it here on Show Missouri, the history of Missouri. One candy time. We'll be right back after this. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we're for the Missouri way of life. We're for worrying less about the what ifs and more about the why nots. We're for checking off your bucket list and then making a new one. We're starting a family, a business, a tradition. And if you find yourself starting over, we're here for that too. We're for building a life in Missouri and then going out and living it. And when it comes to making sure everything you've built is protected, we're for you. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we've got Missouri covered for life. Welcome back to the show, Missouri. This is Missouri, one county at a time. We are here in Knox County, Missouri, at Edina, uh, right here in the middle of town in the square that was supposed to be used for public good forever and eternity, and, and I think they're keeping their word on that uh, thus far. We are here with Anita James, the assessor. Thank you for make, staying with us. Brent Cassoff, uh, the uh, the collector and historian. Close enough, right, maybe? Close enough. Close. Carhall. <laughs> Carhall, we got you. Uh, Ronnie Legby, the uh, commissioner, thank you for joining us. And uh, Evan Glasgow, the presiding commissioner, thanks for the hospitality. Of course. Let's, uh, let's start off by talking about the business here. Uh, I, I know you said you in a tractor all last week, so you, farming obviously matters. What is the biggest employers here? Uh, biggest employer, I believe, is, is it the school? And then Cardwell Sawmill. Yeah. Tell me about the sawmill. Uh, it's family owned, uh, operated. Uh, they have multiple locations. Uh, sell worldwide. Uh, it's uh, it's probably one of the biggest things in the county. Awesome. What's it called? Cardwell. Cardwell. Nice. One time they told said one time they have uh, have done business on every continent in the world. Except for Antarctica, and they just can't find a market there. <laughs> they are just send them something. You know, just, <laughs> just so they, they can check it, the box know. off. Yeah, yeah. It's it's actually impressive how how big their uh, organization is, how uh, how much business they do. I always like that. Is how do folks get their power here? Is it you own a co-op? You strung through uh, municipals? How, what, what, how do you? How, how does the lights come on here? Uh, in any dyna, it's all Amron, mm-hmm. and then uh, the outlying areas are. Uh, RAC. And what's the, what's the name of the co-op? Uh, 
Lewis County. Lewis County. Yes. Lewis County. Uh, yeah. Uh, when you talk about politics here, um, most of you know, there was a trend to to rule Missouri. I don't know if the people changed, but they changed how they voted. They they started voting Republican at the White House and Congress, and then the State House, and then courthouses have been. It's a it's a trend one way or the other. What's the what's the county courthouse makeup here? Uh, right now, I think it's mostly all Republican, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think it's about. Uh, Knox County used to be a real strong Democrat, Democrat county, yeah. and then uh, what everybody says that I've talked to is they didn't leave the party, the party left for them. I've always found that to be the case, and in the city, too. I mean, I, I'm not sure that used to be, if you go look at those old uh, pictures in the Capitol, mm -hmm. those Republican legislators were from the city, and now there's 180 on that. Oh, yeah. You know, that's a different. Sure. Uh, there used to be, you know, a lot of real strong conservative Democrats in this area. Yeah. The party kind of took a different turn. And when did that really start? As far as that change here, that change here. Oh, I would say probably back in the, about the turn of about two thousand. Yeah. Prior to that, a few years. Yeah, twenty years ago. Yeah. It, it just did the boot heel uh, in sixteen when Trump ran. It was it was a very bizarre thing. You'd have. You'd always have that person that had done the job twenty years, and somebody had filed and be like, "Who is that?" Are you? And then they'd win when Trump. It was a. It was that was the last place where it was predominantly still, you know. And, and honestly, it looked to me like, just as an observer of it all, the person would run for whatever party though they could win. They weren't necessarily just dying to go to the convention or whoever. They just would switch over when when, when Democrats started winning. They'd run as a Democrat, and then Republicans, the same people, would just run. Because they, they thought they could do the job. Well, when I came in, into the courthouse in 83, there was two of us who were wow. Republicans, the sheriff and myself. And then for about four to six years, I was the lone Republican in the courthouse. So and that's how much it's... Oh, you've seen it. You've seen the full circle. Yeah. So you know how to knock a few doors, right? And you, you've been to... <laughs> yeah, you know where the cricks in the road are. I mean, if you're the, if you're the only one of a party elected, you've got to... <laughs> You 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 know that you 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 learn that county or you get a different job right. Uh, uh, tell me some notable folks here. I found uh, an NFL player for the old uh, football Cardinals, uh, Mr. Joyce, and then George Turner was a U.S. senator from Washington State who I guess went out with the Gold Rush. Would that be about right? Uh, am I missing anybody? Oh gosh, Steve Henry Seeper. Yeah, who was he? He was a book publisher for the, uh, the second group, Encyclopedia Britannica. Britannica. Hmm. And, and actually, he, his home place was here, and then he left the county in care of some acres for conservation. And I think New Ark Lake was one of his endeavors. If you see those two pictures up there, those are both uh, Seaver recreational areas, and the ones the county oversees. Uh, there's actually three within the county, uh, one down in Newark that the Department of Conservation oversees it. Uh, but these two here, we, we take care of. And I'll take a picture of that. You can find it on the, on the website along with this, the picture of the two, uh, two conservation areas. So uh, tell me about the schools here. Uh, where, where all can you go to school if you live here in Knox County? Uh, well, Knox County, R1 is our, is our public school. Is that there on six? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you went right past it. Uh, and it's got the elementary up through high school. Uh, phenomenal school. Um, 
that's one thing we we've, we've really got going for us. We've got an excellent school system. Um, through all this, you know, the pandemic and shutdowns and everything, we've been really fortunate uh, to be kind of ahead of most places. We're an Apple Apple certified Apple right. certified yeah. school. Every there's a one to one. All of our students have have their own iPads. Wow! Uh, and that was pre pandemic. So when they did shut down back in March, I believe it was, uh, you know, we we were set up to do virtual already wow that's amazing and so i mean it just kind of rolled right into it and, that, and that's all due to just forward thinking from our administrators and sure um, well, that's impressive done, huh. yeah it's we've been kind of a model school for around the state yeah. from from other yeah. bigger areas it's a neat thing there's a lot of towns i remember donathan when i was in school we play ball there, and the community would really rally around it it was it was a, the focal point of that community was at school mm-hmm. and and you could tell the pride they had in the buildings, the pride they had in, you know, just how people acted. When, you, when you'd when go there and play ball game or something, you'd just see people treated the, just the building different. It was just, it was just clean. It would, it, yeah. you, there was a pride in it that, that I think that raises the expectation of a kid, mm-hmm. how, you, how you are to treat things and maybe what you can do in life if you go to a place like that. Yeah. Well, it is. It's, you know, to have pride in your – pride in community, pride in your home. Um, it's, a, it's a good thing. All right, uh, who's the who's the rivalry game? The rivalry? Yep, school rivalry. School, that's probably Scotland. Um, Scotland, too, I'd say. Is it a football game? Is it a basketball game? Is it both? Is uh-huh. it both? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Who won the last one? Scotland. Scotland. Yeah. Y'all gonna have it this year? Are y'all playing football? The full. Well, and of course, we switched next year to the eight-man. Eight so we will, next year. you know, the yeah, Scotland's eleven-man. So, hmm. well, uh, the question I always like to ask, and I always appreciate the hospitality, being here at uh, in Edina with at the Knox County Courthouse, talking about the history of the county. Uh, thank our sponsors one more time: the Missouri Farm Bureau, Missouri Association of Counties, and the Missouri Association of Electric Co-ops, letting us come and. Talk about the history of our state in places uh, that have a lot of history, kind of like uh, Dinah does. Uh, I want to ask the last question. If you had, uh, let's say, Marion Tibbs, the assessor from Butler County, came up, where would you take him here in Knox County? And what would you have him know about folks that live here? Uh, the diversity in Knox County is so just overwhelmingly remarkable. Uh, I and my job get to travel all areas of it. So- our rolling hills, the scenery that we have in Knox County, you can drive through parts of Knox County that look like the Ozarks. You can go to other parts that looks like the flatlands of, the, of Jefferson City's water, river bottom. So I, I think I would just take him on a tour of how beautiful our county is. Brian, what would you take folks that came up? Um, I would take him to the Seaver area and uh, that. Uh, I would take him to... Show them Cardwell's, you know, yeah. or some local industry, uh, and uh, you know the various, you know, churches, you know, in the surrounding county and stuff. What would you take in commission? I think I'd uh, kind of try to make a, a tour out of it, kind of like Anita said. Uh, just show them, you know, what all Knox County has to offer for folks. Uh, you know, whether it's wanting to get out of the city. Uh, enjoy the scenery or some of the hidden gems, uh, small businesses that we do have here that uh, people have been able to make a living on uh, and do various things. And 
create a lifestyle here in Knox County, and I think uh, we're rather fortunate for those uh, who have chose that life. Commissioner, uh, you brought up, we mentioned Vince Lambie. What if you brought him up here? Where would you take him? Uh, I'd kind of echo the same sentiment as them, so, you know, do a tour. But one thing, I've any uh, visitors I've ever had, uh, old Army buddies and things that have come up, I always take them to the Catholic Church to see that. Uh, that's here in Edina. It's a amazing building if, if you've never, never been in it, and I highly recommend it. Uh, and then uh, I always take people to the sale bar. The Sale Barn Cafe. If you want to find out what the county's about, you go to the Sale Barn Cafe and you get a good cross, you know, just a good cross section of, of the entire county. I like it. I want to thank you all for the hospitality and visiting with us about uh, the history of Knox County. We will see you next week on Show Missouri, the history of Missouri, one county at a time. Way down in Missouri, when I heard this lullaby, while the stars were blinking. And the moon was shining high